So today we decided to give you guys a little short story, um, just a short side of things, if you will. So Chelsea has no idea what I want to be talking about today. Do you, Chelsea? No, no, I don't. Actually, so are you are you going to are you going to let me know? Is it homicide? Is it suicide? Or is that all part of the surprise? Um, you know what? No, I want to be, I want to be completely surprised. We're talking like full blown Christmas morning. Okay. So no peeking at your Christmas presents. Nope. 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 We don't get to open that one gift on Christmas Eve. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I just want you to be prepared that this is wild. I didn't even know about this stuff or that it existed until my friend Ellie had brought it up. And she was like, have you ever heard about this? And I was like, not in my entire life have I ever heard about this. How have you heard about this? Okay, I was going to say, but how would Ellie have said it to you? I have a feeling that she would have said it exactly <laughs> like that sweet and well-spoken. She's like, let me tell you the wildest thing. And I'm going to tell it to you in my sweetest, most professional voice. A hundred percent. Yep. And that's how it happened. And then what I found did not match how it was presented. It was much worse. <laughs> so is this like, is this antique wild? I mean, are we doing wild west or are we doing it's an, like... It's like an, no, run. it's like an object wild. And so we don't have to worry really fully about victims, right? In this podcast, okay. it's really just about like inanimate question mark object. Um, so we can, we can shit on this as much as we want. Okay. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. So <clears throat> I am going to take you through a wild ride about necro pants. <laughs> so are those in the same clothing category as like velour it's pants? Whole, it's a, it's its own category. <laughs> so... Okay. Like, can no. you pick these up mm -mm. at Sam's? No. Okay. Fresh, Fresh out. out of necro pants. So this is Sam's. specifically around Iceland's necro pants. Um, I know that Iceland, okay. since, I don't know, the last few years, is um, it remains the most peaceful country in the world, according to the 2023 Global Peace Index. But this okay. is not the Iceland that was on the 2023 Global Peace Index that we're going to be talking about, okay? This is the redheaded yes. stepchild of Iceland. We're going to take it way back to give you a background, and then we're going to get into it. We're going okay. to start back um, and just go through a little bit of the history of Iceland. So much of Iceland's folklore and magical practices date back centuries with roots and pagan rituals. Around 1000 CE, okay. never learned what those stand for, but I know that's a long ass time ago. <laughs> that's like the grandpa yes. to BC. Yep. The population of Iceland was quite small, um, but there were Nordic settlers who brought their pagan beliefs to Iceland with them along with a number of Christian settlers that came from Ireland, Scotland, and elsewhere. 
Okay. So you have kind of this melting pot. Yeah. And due to this split in religious orientations. Dude, it's always I, a split over religion, right? Always. Like, yep. Um, so Iceland's parliament decreed that Christianity. <laughs> Iceland has a parliament? Um, Is it big enough to have a parliament? Yes. Okay. Yep. It's a, an entire country. Okay. It is. Yeah. That is true. That's it is an actual full fledged function. But I mean, like in a 1000 CE or whatever you said, I guess mm -hmm. parliament, like I guess the law came with it as well. So you had like Irish folk and pagans and Christians and the parliament. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm here for it. So Iceland's parliament decreed that Christianity would be the official religion. But the citizens would be allowed to practice their Nordic beliefs in a in private and for themselves. So we all kind of know what direction this is going, right? Yeah. Now, these blended practices existed until the 17th century due to a variety of issues. Uh, firstly, Iceland in the 17th century experienced a lot of issues like natural disasters, um, okay. coastal pirate raids, crushing class systems that severely marginalized the poor. Okay. And as a second okay. event to note, this is also when Iceland was finally breached by Christian reformation, kind of what we were talking about. So all this is going on at the same time. Due to the dreary nature of the time, mm -hmm. many Icelanders turned to powers and beliefs outside of human reach. Okay. Any guesses on where we're going with that? Okay. Outside of human reach. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, the only thing I'm thinking of is witchcraft. Exactly. So literally the next word, witchcraft, became yes. widely popular and likely a string of hope for many Icelanders living in poverty during this time. Right? Mm -hmm. Right. That's where times. Right. And so it's safe to say that even though this is what Iceland was turning to, the practice was no more accepted in 17th century Iceland than it was in colonial Salem, Massachusetts. Okay. okay. There was still a, a stigma, if you will. Right. Right, right. Um, just like the Salem witch trials, a number of accused parties were burned at the stake. But what's real different about this one is that most of the victims in the Icelandic witch hunts were male. Okay. Interesting, well, right? Were, because, so, I mean, so they were warlocks or wizards. Sorcerers, first of all. Oh, excuse me. Yes, sorcerers. Yes. So, going back to this whole church reformation piece, okay? We all know throughout the history that Religion has been tied to control yeah. in some way, shape, yeah. or form. I feel like right there. So, in order, yeah. So, in order to establish control and marginalize the pagan practices of the time, the church decided to introduce the concept of magic or sorcery as we know it today. Right. So, less kind of holistic and about the practice, and more about you know sorcery, magic, witchcraft, you know, evil. Right. Like, so, and this is all more like things. they're deeming it blasphemy correct it's it's rooted yes. in evil it's yep. not a good natured or a, like you said homeopathic type of approach it's more or holistic i should say correct yeah absolutely so the land of the ice and snow you see what i did there mm -hmm. I, 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 I like it yep went from being 
a realm of traditional belief and rich folklore to being viewed as full of sorcerers and witches. So now that that narrative was planted and began to be kind of the norm of the establishment, if you will. But who, like, who, who thinks of them this way? Like, how fast is news traveling out of Iceland in the 17th century, in the 1600s? I don't know, Chelsea. Their boats were really fast. That is true. They did have a lot of rowing power. Okay, continue. So now that that narrative was planted, the Christian church had the excuse to destroy, excuse me, to destroy Iceland's pagan past. Mm. Okay. One of the reasons why this became such a problem was because, I mean, the Icelanders who were into the whole pagan thing didn't really do themselves any favors. They had wild and specific rituals to include sacrifice, which is okay. arguably what defined the okay. the characteristic of much of this Icelandic witchcraft or sorcery that the church was weaponizing. So, for for example, according to Eric Grundhauser, and he's the author of Necropants and Other Tales of Seventh. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna have to edit that out. The author of Necropants and Other Tales of 17th Century Icelandic Sorcery. One of the okay. things that, like, so so some of the kind of wild and crazy rituals could include, um, like, summoning vengeful zombies, and that required a lot of spit and snot licking. It's weird, right? Okay. And so one of the crazier examples of the spell for summoning a creature called Tilberry. Okay, so this is one of the kind of more extreme, um, maybe not extreme, but just an example of how specific and wild these rituals were, right, in these belief systems. Mm -hmm. So this Tilberry is this Icelandic two-headed snake creature. Think cat dog, but not with cat dog. (laughs) Okay. Okay, but summoned with the power of spit <laughs> and boogers. Yeah. yeah, it's just like a snake-like creature, double-ended, real wild, but whatever. Here, um, so like the whole purpose of this spell, like you'd think that these people would think bigger, but no, the sole purpose was to help them steal goat milk. Goat milk. I mean, croaker. Long story short, this Tilbury creature was summoned. Are you ready for this? Yes. <laughs> was summoned by stealing a rib from a fresh corpse and then wrapping the bone with gray wool, okay. which was also preferably stolen from the sheep of a widow. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like there is, like, 17th century alcohol involved in this process, you know? Like, who was sitting around at whose house with one too many, you know, too many ciders, and they're like, you know what we're freaking doing? We're we're taking a rib. We're going to take a rib, and old widow Gushenmopper, we're going to go get her damn wool. And that's, we're done. We're summoning it. Tilbury. Yeah. 
so it didn't stop there. Okay. So again, the summon for this Tilbury okay. creature. So you had to take the rib, right? You had to take the wolf from the old widow. And then it had to be kept. This is wild. It had to be kept between a woman's breasts while she... <laughs> while she fed it regurgitated communion <laughs> what was she you said feed it she's feeding the rib <laughs> the wool wrapped rib in her like that's in her bosom is that what she's feeding <laughs> yes so she would feed it regurgitated communion bread for three Sundays and then let it suck the inside of her thigh <laughs> where it left a wart. Okay. Now, once this was done, this very specific ritual, this two-headed snake creature would slither off to the neighbor, drink the goat's milk until it was full, and then it would slither back home to homegirl or family and provide the family with stolen milk. So all of that. Like just walk down the damn lane. Like just be like, hey, Greta, I know we've had our differences, but can I please borrow some of your goat milk? That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, I mean, you could just walk down the lane and be like, hey, neighbor, can I have some goat milk? It's, you know, times are tough, but here we are, okay? So, needless to say, I don't think that the Tilbury or, or summons like the Tilbury helped the pagans fight against the church. Safe to say, I right? Mean, yeah. No. You're dumb. Okay. So, this just paints a picture of these wild rituals um, that in the... Icelandic pagan kind of community. community. Yes. Yeah. How they, a picture that it painted and a reinfor reinforce that ultimately brought forth backlash from the church. Okay. Okay. I mean, at this point, rightly so. I mean, come on. Like, you're dumb. Even though that this is a pretty wild summoning ritual, that is not what we're here for. Oh, that's right. We're back on uh, yeah. Necropants. So what's probably even more wild than this Tilbury summoning ritual is the creation of the Necropants, also known as the legend of Nebrook. And I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, but here we are. These Necropants were also the result of a ritual that okay. was believed to bring the caster unlimited wealth i mean that's fair right goat milk goat milk not so much unlimited wealth like i could understand that a little yes. bit more the problem was that this spell had a heavy price oh uh, it always does you know dang it anyway speaking of which as a side note what was that show that we used to watch with the campfire and they'd tell scary um, oh are you afraid of the dark are you afraid of the dark? And there was an episode where this girl wanted to be beautiful. And yes. the witch was like, I will make you beautiful, but it comes at a cost. Do you uh -huh. remember that episode? I mean, I feel like 
most of the episodes were like that. So generally, I'm going to say yes. But what was the cost? Um, It started to sacrifice her sister. Oh, like 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 a like an ailment. No, like an ailment. I think. Oh, okay. Right, right. So then, you know, she went back to the witch and was just like, "I can't do this." You know, I changed my mind. So, anyways, the heavy price. So legend says in order to create a pair of these fabulous necropants, the sorcerer must first make a pact with a friend. Okay. Okay. Not like a matching BFF or Lila's necklace pact. Nope. (laughs) Not like a pinky promise. Like they're going to stick their little pinkies out and be like, you know, circle, circle, dot, dot. Now we both have our cootie shots type of thing. Mm -hmm. Nope. So, the pact stated that once the sorcerer's friend died of natural causes, Mm. the sorcerer had permission to skin his friend from Mm. the waist down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Nope. Okay, I'm I'm starting to see it. You just need to, yeah, just go ahead and (laughs) go ahead and keep on. (laughs) Now. Now, the it wasn't like a fresh skinning. Okay. The skin could only be removed after the burial. So they'd have to bury his friend and then dig him up. And then he could skin him from the mm-hmm. waist down, but there could be no tears right. or holes in the skin. Okay. Once these skin pants were made, the... <laughs> The sorcerer has to put them on and steal a coin from a poor widow. You know, widows, it was not the best life for widows. If you were a widow, I mean, it was kind of like, what is your worst possible scenario in Iceland, 1600s? It was like, please don't let my husband die and me be a widow. I'm going to be attacked from all angles my wool my coin my dignity my coins like nothing was safe bless her bless her now that the poor widow has been robbed and sorcerers wearing his buddy by a man in (laughs) skin pants i mean who like imagine that on your ring at 12 o'clock at night right like excuse me gerald number one (laughs) Why are you wearing skin pants? Number two, give me back my coin. So now that the widow has been robbed and the sorcerer is wearing his buddy's skin pants, (laughs) he now has to get the coin along with a magical Icelandic symbol. Mm -hmm. And it has a really long name and I'm going to put them in the show notes for you. Okay. Um, Written on a piece of parchment. Mm-hmm. And place both this piece of parchment and the coin in the empty scrotum of the pants. Well, but it did it say if I'm okay? You know what? I just there are too many questions. I'm just going to let you keep on. There are too many. Okay. So after that, and put it in the empty scrotum of the pants. After that, the pants would continuously be worn, which typically looks. <laughs> reportedly pretty similar to the wearer's body and the scrotum would should 
continued to miraculously fill with coins forever as long as the original coin was not removed. Now, the only known pair of necropants in the world are now located in the Museum of Icelandic Sorcery and Witchcraft in Holmavik, Iceland, along with models of the Tilbury life cycle. Now, these pants are not real, but they are realistic reproductions. But if you look at the picture, it is a literal-ass <laughs> pair of skin legs. <laughs> standing on a pile of coins that were magically produced by the scrotum of the pants. If you want to see, I've added a picture to the show notes, and there you have it. That is the wild-ass tale of the Icelandic necropants. Okay, but my first question, I think, is what if your friend was quite petite? Like, what if your BFF, like the only bloke in town that you could find who was well, yeah. like Chris Farley like Chris, and yes. David Spade yes, and Tommy like, Boy? That guy in a little coat. I mean, how would that work? Because there can't be holes in it, right? Like, <laughs> do, does your scrote hang low? Does it wobble to and fro? Like, you can't pull those all the way up. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You know, I guess the skin's pretty stretchy. And... I mean, it's not, though. It's not. It's dead-ass skin. It's losing its collagen as we speak. Well, but maybe the people back then were more equal in sizings. You know what? I'm just saying I would be pissed. I would be like, I waited 37 years for this dude to die. It took me a while to find him, first of all. Then it took him a while to die. Because, like you said, he can't die of anything other than natural causes. Just to dig him up and be like, they don't fit. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's 74 years <laughs> down the drain. And because he probably already stole that coin in anticipation, right? Like he probably has already committed robbery. He's already committed grave diggery. What is it when you exhume a body? That's got to be Parliament is not happy with this. I can guarantee you that the law nor the church are happy with this. You got one chick throwing up the communion bread. You got this dude that has skin pants that don't quite fit. Like what is happening? What we're also assuming that the necropants don't fit. They how did how will they fit? There's no you know what? Maybe they will. I hope they do. I hope you both were lean and long <laughs> and beautiful. And you could add a scrote full of coins for the rest of your life on top of that perfect physique. Good for you. Yeah. So that is the Icelandic necropants. That's wild, right? You know, I think we need to come full circle back to sweet Ellie on why did Ellie, why is Ellie the one telling us about the necropants? That's where she really, found it. That's the bigger <laughs> question. But it makes me question her a whole lot more as a human. You're like, I regret not being friends with you sooner we've been friends for a long time but i 
we could have been we could have been friends even before we were friends if you just told me that you knew about micro pants. <laughs> so I'm a Scorpio and I really love long walks on the beach and I know a thing or two about necro pants. Yes. Well, I don't know how you want to end these. If you thought that this was wild and you are here for more history, more things of the dead, and then this episode undead apparently, right? Because that's what our double, double-headed double snake friend was, right? He was an undead. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Undead. I, and I don't, he was, he was, was neither dead nor alive, probably. I think that's undead. Right? The undead. That's what zombies are. Okay. Yeah. Like my skin tone in the wintertime is that ghoulish undead look to it, right? Mm -hmm. Like cold to the touch, kind of yellowy white because I just am so pale and so grossly cold all the time. I feel like it probably looked a little bit like how my hands do in the wintertime. Are you, so I'm sorry, I'm lost. Are you talking about necropants? Look how your skin looked in the wintertime. <laughs> It looks like how my live skin looks right now yeah. is how necro pants look. And but you need to check out that picture eyes. because they even like stuck hair to the legs and everything. It's pretty wild. It was probably stolen widow hair. <laughs> probably. <you know? laughs> they probably shaved her. They were like, widow, widow lady, like we took your wool and your coin. Now you need to sacrifice your leg yeah. hairs. I just want to know where they got the scrote hair from. Uh, Ellie probably knows, won't you? <laughs> you ask Ellie. Hey, Wildside Tribe, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Wildside Podcast. Make sure to tune in on Wildside Wednesdays. New episodes will drop each Wednesday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We would love to hear from you. So if you have a wild case recommendation, email us at wildsidepodcast at gmail.com. That's wildside with a C. Or share your thoughts in the comments below. As always, if you haven't heard it today, you're loved, you're worthy, and you're valuable. And we'll catch you on the, the flip, flip side. side.